Welcome to Market Zero. I'm Corey. And I'm Katie. And I'm Jim Lehrer. We hope you enjoy this future presentation. Our apologies for the sound on this episode. We filmed it from under a bridge. We hope to have that issue resolved once we get a studio finally. Thank you. Also, another disclaimer, we call someone Galileo when we meant Leonardo. And by Leonardo, we mean Leonardo da Vinci's Leonardo. If you're listening, we're sorry. And Galileo, if you're listening, your move. You can go to hell. today we wanted to talk about some of our favorite books that have ever been written and along with that what are books that we wish were written and so i think we can agree that harry potter is very high on the list Mm -hmm. there are a lot of spinoffs that can go with that series here's a hot take i don't think we needed to have the movie version of fantastic beasts what we needed is the forbidden love story between draco and harry solely made a fan art yeah i need more dreary in my mind (laughs) <laughs> that's something that the fan art really jumps onto. They really latched onto that. In fact, they like Harry with a... No, they like Draco with a lot of different people. Dramini? Ever heard of her? Drawn? <laughs> Drumbledore? My personal favorite. Dragon? <laughs> we need a lot of Harry's Potter spinoffs, but please, no Luna Lovegood ones. No Luna Lovegood. Honestly... Half of that friendship <laughs> pyramid, or I guess, <laughs> what's the, Pentagon? I don't know. How about that? I don't understand why Seamus she, yeah. and Dean weren't in that friendship. Yeah. Where it's was Neville, Neville really so compelling? <laughs> was he? We love uh, Neville, yeah. but if you reread some of those books, you will not. It was nice. Um, I also, okay, on the Harry Potter spinoff, of course, naturally, I think everyone wants more information on the parents, you know, on Sirius Black and the dad and all their names. (laughs) (laughs) Kongs, Padmore, and Wemda, and Mooney. Of course, they're like the most awesome characters, and we don't hear enough about them. But also, one story that is not touched on at all is the time that Hagrid and Voldemort are (laughs) in school together. They are at Hogwarts at the same time. Hagrid is a third year, I think, and Voldemort is a fifth year. They're so old, also. They're like mid-60s slash 70s by the time of like the third First book? Yeah. yeah. I mean, honestly, when Voldemort comes <laughs> back in a new body, maybe it was just that he didn't want to deal with getting old. Maybe he doesn't care about living forever. Yeah, maybe he's, he's just jealous of Harry's youth. Totally. Um, that, the more that's... we have on Voldemort theories, another image I would like for you all to think. I have forgotten a little bit of the first one. But the part when Harry goes in the Forbidden Forest and there's that scary thing in the cloak, is that Voldemort as, like, a fetus? Or is it Quirrell? <laughs> it, it has to be Quirrell because Quirrell is the one who has to feed on the unicorn. So I, unless he, yeah, oh maybe okay. But here's a thought: Does he turn his his head around, Cyrus Willard, and let Voldemort have some of the unicorn, or is it yeah. Quirrell who's oh. eating it through his own mouth? It's a freaky image, yeah. and it's, I don't like to think on it for long. Okay. But it is one that I, I wish that there was a little bit more information exactly. on that. Exactly. Um. <clears throat> Well, there are a lot mm-hmm. that come to mind, but most of them involve Harry Potter <laughs> and the fan art that we like to look at. Um, so we'll be moving on from this segment. Next, we would like to talk about books that are better than the movie. You will hear a lot of people saying this. They go to a movie on opening night and they come out and they're like, oh, the book was better. So we'd like to talk about a few of those. Harry Potter. Okay, don't don't come at us with all don't that angry fan mail. All our listeners, all our <laughs> fans, please. You know we love you. 
but but here we go. Hot take on Harry Potter. The movies are good and they are classic and they are awesome, but there is nothing like reading the Harry Potter books in the flesh. The books are lush with rich details, such as you read a part where Brandon says something like such as rich detail. Okay, there is one part you miss on the rich detail, such as there's a part when they're in um divination and Harry is making Ron and Hermione laugh very hard and he, and Ron to stifle his laughter stuffs his entire fist in his mouth <laughs> you're in for me bro? <laughs> right it's very weird it's very weird but it really adds to the book it really adds to the book it also adds to your vocabulary because Chortle? I didn't know. <laughs> I had no idea Chortle was. I was I just chortle like a bullfrog. If you don't know what Chortle is, rewind a few seconds on this podcast and you'll hear us chortling. <laughs> and again, that's some kind of chuckle. Or a snicker. And snigger is all... <laughs> Both of those are a way to laugh, which the British just have a lot more words for like... <laughs> Another one that's better than the, as the movie. This one actually is true. Okay, so Harry Potter, I would say they're not as good yeah, as, the, as the movies. Okay. But the movies, they're good. Yeah, they hold up. Count of Monte Cristo. Oh, oh. It is. have you? Oh, okay. Spoilers, spoilers. So pause it if you haven't read the book. Actually, you know what? Hear this. At the end of Count of Monte Cristo, the book, he basically gets together with a girl who he adopted. It's like very yeah. weird. It's very, very weird. weird. It's very weird and. It's boring. Yeah, it's very boring and long, and I think it's much more about like him and his revenge. The movie does a great and job. And also him doing the do-gooder things, like helping a couple <laughs> get together. It's like, okay. Yeah, you, yeah. you miss out on that on the movie, but I think it's for the best. And the movie ends more favorably. Yes, and the movie's also very exciting. Yeah. Um, the next one that I don't have much experience on. Oh, yes, but I have a lot of experience with. <laughs> I recently read um, like Water for Chocolate, a classic, which I was scared to start, but also I couldn't put down. Um, it is, as a book, I won't lie, it is invigorating. <laughs> it is a treat. Like, quite honestly, it's a treat. And so I was excited about the movie. And actually, the movie is like exactly the same as the book. Like every part is the same. But it was not as, it was a little too much in movie form. Also, they should have picked a hotter actors. And there I say it. There we go. There we go. Yeah. There was, I be. A little weird. shallow, but yeah. hey, no. Hey. If you're going to make Judgment. a book totally. that good, That's you steamy. need to no. yeah. Honestly, yeah. there you go. Next one, a bit of a throwback. Uh, Scarlet Pimpernel, better as a movie. Much better. Trying the book the was book. very boring. Yeah. yeah. It, the book is not good. The movie is very good. Yes. Um, Great but don't set. watch, I think there's like a mini series of it. Don't watch that one. We're talking about the one no with... Who is it? Jane Andrews? Is that her name? No. Jane, Jane Seymour. Seymour. Yeah. Who's Jane Andrews? Julie Andrews? Julie Andrews. Okay. Queen. Queen. Yeah. Her. Sorry about that. Julie, if you're listening. <laughs> Jane, if you're listening, we love you. <laughs> um, okay, this is one that I had the misfortune to encounter. Girl on a Train is better not created. Okay, it literally... Maddie and I listened to the book, or we tried to, when we <laughs> drove out west. It was terrible. It was, like, confusing and weird, and everyone is having an affair with each other, oh, except for the main girl, who is so strange. Oh. And then I watched the movie, and it was also so confusing and weird, and it's set in America. It's set in, like, New England instead of England. And so it, it like, loses all of that, like, appeal that kind of had it wow. in the book, where it's like, oh, she's in a little country village. She has, like, or I guess London, maybe. I don't remember where she was. It's terrible. Oh. Anyways, 
Moving on. War and Peace is one of our favorite books. We loved it, but we would have to say it is better as a live action comic remake claymation. Um, you can find a link in the podcast bio. It's excellent. If you don't seek out anything else on this list, that is what you should watch. Yes, and, please. <laughs> and read. And just experience the joy. Exactly. Hunger Games um, slash Divergent were equally good in book and movie form. Hot take. Um, actually... The Divergent series, the movie, the first one, was excellent, mm -hmm. in my humble opinion. Um, the second two, I did not see, but I believe were awful. So, do with that what you will. And that is true for the books as well. So, yeah. oh, look, what's up? Hunger Games, good in movie and book. Yeah. The third book was awful, and the third movie was awful, both parts. <laughs> Gosh, how did they split that into two it parts? So it was like... It was so bad. Oh, It was Lord. like, oh, no one ever wants to I didn't that. like the part... Oh, my gosh. Do you remember when they used the hanging trees? Oh, like that? It was like... Remember when that was playing on the radio? Oh, man. Wait, how does that go? Come with me. You know, that's the way <laughs> no, <I'm> song. No. <laughs> uh, maybe oh, that should be our theme song. <laughs> We're still working on a theme song. Are you? Are you coming <laughs> to the tree? I don't remember how it goes. Come with me. All right, Corey and I couldn't remember how the song goes. So we're going to play a little sample. Are you coming to the tree? They strung up a man. They say who murdered three. Chili. Strange things have happened. Chili. <laughs> I did. It's a bit slow in the beginning. We're going to skip it. We're going to the banquet. You get the idea. <laughs> oh, Celtic women. <laughs> so, yeah. It's like, I mean, uh, it didn't need to be put on the radio. radio. No, it did not. Okay, I don't want to hear my One Direction yeah. alongside my Hunger Games. But it was chilly when we watched it in the movie. Yes, it was chilly in the yeah, movie. It was running towards, <laughs> they're running towards the it, dam, it, and it's, it's fine. It gave yeah. me Casey. Okay. Lord of the Rings, um, I know that there is no doubt a lot of talk of this on those forums, um, but I would have to say it's better as a movie, even though we've never read the books. So, yeah. please, fans, I'm right. It. Don't hate me. Save it. Yeah, save it. Um, 1984 was better as a book, mm -hmm. but the flip book movie adaption was very close. It was. Yeah, it was. Excellent. Um, chilly. Yeah, chilly. So, it's like, Big Brother's eyes are, like, boring into you as you flip through that little comic. It was scary. It felt like he was in the room. <laughs> Princess Diaries was better as a movie. I didn't actually read the books, Corey. There are, like, ten of them, and I only read, like, two of them. They were very funny, but it was a little bit more cringe than the movies, I would say, and it is, like, ongoing. She really is 15 and 14. <laughs> it was a lot, but it's very funny. In, in those ten books, does it include the diary that her dad gave her? No. No, I don't remember. The grandma is way meaner. Okay, this reminds me of another book that was made into a movie. Mary Poppins. The books? Oh, Mary Poppins is a shady biatch. She's, like, so mean. And also, in The Princess Diaries, the grandma, who was played by Julie Andrews, our queen. If you're listening. In the book, she was also a shady biatch. Very rude. So, you know. Yeah. And the movie's great. Yeah, I mean, you can't nice. the feel of the... Totally. Josh cool. Baker bash. <laughs> Josh Baker beach bash. I want to be there. Okay, I want to be there in the movie. Yeah. In the book, it was just sandy and unappealing. Princess, don't. What is it? What's that? <laughs> don't be shy, princess. And yeah. what is your name? Josh Bryant. It's a great movie. If you haven't seen it, yeah. we gave you a little it's taste. It's great. <laughs> Let's see. The Shining. I haven't read the book. Better as a book? Um, most terrifying in audiobook form because it will put you to sleep and give you nightmares. <laughs> um, 
uh, I would say the main reason why it is better as a book is because there's just more depth and richness to the characters, and there is a very, very scary scene with a topiary. So, you know, you have that to look forward to. Um, for those of you who don't know, it's like where they have those gardens, and they'll have, like, in the shape, the bushes will be, like, in the shape of an animal. Oh, it's like a menagerie. <laughs> so that's another word, menagerie, where you keep animals. <laughs> the glass when, what are you about <laughs> Stephen King's other famous book, The Glass of Menagerie. <laughs> he wrote that, didn't he? It was scary. The Glass of It was just on the edge. Close to Carrie, but a little less scary than it, maybe. <laughs> Close. I remember, okay, I experienced The Shining <laughs> when I was at camp. Um, my co-counselor, Peter, and I watched it, and it was very, it was scary, I think, Okay, it is a very scary movie, and we watched it in, like, segments, and then we would have to walk to our oh, cabin. Boy. Like, we would walk alone back to your cabin in the dark. It was very scary. <laughs> and there was this one, like, part of the the way the cabins were that it made it look like it was the shadow of someone standing. Oh. It was very scary. Oh, that's like, so scary. So, I, I really enjoyed the movie. I think it definitely yeah. holds up. Um, totally. But I have heard that the book is very scary. But I won't lie, the movie is so scary. I have been haunted by Jack Nicholson's face for many yeah, years. Many years. Yeah. That part when he is in the... Food seller or oh, whatever. That is so and the little boy's hiding. Freaky. Oh, we shouldn't give it away. But... Yeah, but the end scene in the cold is very <laughs> just wait for it. Scary. It's a very good part. Amazing. Oh scary. Gosh, yeah. Good. Oh, we should. Anyways, the movie. We're not gonna give away anymore. But yeah. just to say, The Shining is a very good book. And well, another classic. Pretty much all adaptions of it are very good. Yeah. Um, another classic that we enjoy a lot. We were enchanted by Ella. Enchanted <laughs> was better as a book. Um, and we are calling for someone to make a remake because yes. the movie was is tragic. Here. It was tragic. Okay, yeah. it was burning garbage. But it was good. Yes. You, Dancy, and Anna Hathaway. I mean, why oh. was it not magical? Oh, it was. Boy. And even her singing part oh. is very. If you want to cringe. But it's also like, well, I, don't know. I would have done that. I know. In that same way. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. It, you know, it works. It sort of. But yeah. we need a remake. Okay, it's going out. We'll talk to our people, fans, get on it. Um, Corey, the best for last. Best for last. The Bible better as a book. And don't try a remake because it is it's better as a book. <laughs> better as a book. All of the movies, please, just no more. Please. Okay, look, yeah. you can't rewrite yeah. perfection. And now, a note from our sponsors. Ever wanted to meet your literary match? Tired of taking online quizzes to see which fictional character you'd end up with? Well, you're in luck. Every evening of the next year, every local library will be hosting speed dating, but there's a catch. Each eligible date must wear a bag over their heads with their favorite literary character's name written on it. This allows for organic yet highly controlled conversations to blossom between daters. If you end up marrying a Draco Malfoy, don't blame the library. Read more Harry. At this part of the show, we are going to go on to our Bed, Wet, or Dead. All right, Corey, would you like to start us off? This week, we are doing fictional characters. I certainly would like to start you off. All right. Recall to your mind that book we read, The Truth About Forever, the classic novel by Sarah Dessen. Do you remember Jason, the boyfriend that went to brain camp? I hate that one. Yeah. Little thing on Jason, he goes to brain camp, he's a jerk to the girl, he's very controlling, he's very, like... He breaks up with the girl because she's not... No, not that she's not serious enough, that's, like, leave on. <laughs> he breaks up with the girl because he's going to brain camp, I assume? Yeah, and they just, like, uh, they're not going to be Anyways, he's the worst. Okay, Jason, okay, I hate him already. Okay, you got that. Um, Kill him. Are you ready? <laughs> I'm ready for the next. 
<laughs> the little brother in our usual. What <laughs> Johnny friend? Our usual friend is much better as the BBC miniseries, which we love and watch countless times. It's a Charles Dickens. Thank it's you, Corey. Wow, excellent yeah. to bring a little class. Um, to give you a little update or background on Charlie, he is the younger brother of a female water. <laughs> watch the movie if that doesn't make sense. Of a very beautiful young woman who is very kind, and she sends him away so he can get an education. And um, lo and behold, he introduces her to a very scary man who doesn't to be her stalker, sort of. Exactly. And one of the famous lines of young Charlie is <laughs> This is a classic line of Charlie. He's talking to his awesome older sister who has given everything for him. Here we go. You're a bad girl. But I thought sister, I'm not done with you. I'm not done with you forever. I say that every day to Katie when we wake up. <laughs> it's a great way to start off my day. Your sister was something. I've done with my sister. And I've done with you. My prospects are very good. I intend to follow them alone. Whatever happens, I hope you'll see. Very nice. Yeah. So you get a little feel of Charlie's character. Yeah. He's done with everyone yeah. all the time. Totally. Well, you can't see that. Okay. Um, and. <laughs> We're cold, Meg. We don't know him. We also know nothing about this character, but um, you remember the guy with the arrow in his neck from that audiobook <laughs> cover? Wow! I know nothing else oh besides gosh. that fact that he has an arrow in his neck. Okay, there is like, <clears throat> there is this character, we have tried to look it up, there's this book about these two girls, they're like sisters or twins or servant girls or something together, like somehow they're, they're young and they are friends, and they live in a castle and everything kind of goes crazy. And the bad guy takes it over. And the only thing I remember of the bad guy is that he has an arrow in his neck. Yeah. Please. I, we must who know who this does is. anyone know? <clears throat> yeah. It was so disappointing. We I have no. We it. have looked. Okay. Yeah. So out of my options, I have Jason, Charlie, Charlie, the terrible brother, and the guy with the arrow in his neck. Um, I would definitely <laughs> say kill the arrow <laughs> neck guy because he just... I have no idea who he is. I guess I would say marry Jason ugh, and bed oh Charlie. It is a terrible, terrible layout, but nicely done, Corey. I like those. Yeah. <clears throat> For you. All right. I have a pretty good one. Okay. Sirius Black from oh, Harry Potter. Good. The Count of Monte Cristo. Ooh, the Count. So <laughs> and Benedict from Much About Nothing, the classic Shakespearean play. Oh, he's so funny. Oh, that's good. Oh, that is very difficult. Classic. Classic. I say that often myself. And Pandantes is dead. Good night. So those are your options, Benedict. Oh boy. Uh, I wonder if we can get a good thing. Speak plain and to the purpose like an honest man and a soldier. Now, as he turns all forfeited, his words are a very fantastic old banquet. There we go. Very nice. That gives you a feel. All right, Corey. Did you look at the other one? I did not look at the other one. Give your answer. Jerry's Black, Count of Cristo, Benedict from Much Ado About Nothing. It's tough. It is tough. We're going to have to edit over this because it's going to take a long time to deliberate. Edwin Dalton is very hot. The Count of Cristo. But, yay! Maybe it'd be weird married to him, mm. especially if I was not Mercedes. Is that part of the <laughs> deal? Mercedes. Would be a little weird. Sirius Black also. I just marriage to him might be weird. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe. Maybe not. No. 
Benedict is the only one that I could see, like, maybe being normal but married. But I don't think I would marry him. So, it's, it's, I mean, the part they can Maybe marry Sirius Black because I wish I could turn him. I look dark side. <laughs> um, you could call me Cory Red. <laughs> Yeah, no, wait. Call me Corey Brain? Ren. <laughs> Corey Ren. Does that remind you? I know, I know. If you get that reference, Corey Ren. <laughs> no, no. I take it. Wait. No, I don't take it back. Oh. You answered. No. I don't know. It's hard. I, I can agree with you. The predicament of like, well, seriously, yeah. in prison. And we don't really see time. Edmund joking around that much yeah. but when he's young he seems really fun yeah full gonna... of life but he's very naive also and he's been through a lot of crazy things no so it's like i know are you versus super jaded <laughs> yeah. benedict is very fun yeah but i feel like you would i am in love with benedict yeah. so it's like i'm yeah, totally. marry him and yeah. then it would just depend on who i would bet yeah i think i would probably marry benedict it just doesn't yeah. make sense the other way yeah serious is hard to imagine now because of gary oldman and then fan art which <laughs> make him look like a gigolo so i think i'm going to say ben and Vaughn and dead serious okay dead serious the gigolo fan james's latin lover <laughs> another That's weird thing, thing, thing that came out was that James and Sirius had Very a thing weird. No. There is it's just no. Like, enough of that. Okay? They, don't have, they don't have a couple <laughs> names. Sames. Jirius. It doesn't work. <laughs> it doesn't work. Whoa. Wow. That was a hard one. Thank you. That was that a hard was one. Hard. I know a lot of times we like to do ones that are very out of the box, you know? I know, but that was like, <laughs> mm. It was hard. It was in yeah, the box. It was, it was hard. hard. Okay. <laughs> are you ready for this <laughs> next one? <laughs> Galileo from Ever After. <laughs> <laughs> it looks like rain. <laughs> Corey, would you like to explain that clip yes, a little bit to our listener? I will Um, it is from the classic movie Ever After, which is highly underrated and highly amazing. Um, starring Drew Barrymore and Galileo as himself. Um, he, it is in a part where she is shirking her duties as Cinderella and she's swimming in the lake and she's floating on her back like an angel because she's wonderful. And then Galileo is testing a new invention where he has, um, to win boats on his feet and he's trying to walk on water, but Galileo... That is only one person who can do that, so. <laughs> and he is walking, and he looks down and sees her floating, and he says, Looks like rain! And then he falls in the water, and she screams. So that's what we're going with. Galileo's our first option. And the next one is... And then I close. Spur from Snowy River. Spur is... Okay. Oh, a man from Snowy River. The movie that inspired oh. our... Cowboy husband theory, if you were with us on episode one. Yes. Spur is an excellent dude. I wonder if we... You've got a long way to go yet, lad. That's Spur. Brother. He's a man. Hot. <laughs> Very nice. Spur, Very cool. Spur is Very the one cool. who says he's not a lad. He's yeah. a man. He has a scraggly yellow beard and a hat that looks like he's made from an old boot. He also has a wooden leg. So, what does he do for a living? He is a prospector. And what is the name of his mind? Old Regret? Jezebel. Jezebel. Yes, he named his mind Jezebel. So, that's Spur. Who's my last option? Carl Weathers from Mandalorian. Oh my gosh. 
if you guys have never seen Mandalorian, it is very, very good. Carl Weathers plays in it, and he is the worst. <laughs> he is awful. I never, okay. Ah, Mando! They all hate you, Mando. Mando, only you, Mando. <laughs> Welcome back, Mando. That's pretty much all he does. <laughs> Sorry for the remote rendezvous, Mando. What about you, Mando? <laughs> So we don't want to give everything away, but he says Mando a yeah. lot. It's basically all he does, and he's the worst. So hope we didn't give anything away. Well, okay, that's a very hard one. Um, oh my god! Just to refresh you, you have Galileo, Spur, and Carl Weathers from Mandalorian. Oh my gosh, these are hard. Okay, Galileo seems very creative. Yeah, and he's. I can see a marriage to yeah, Galileo okay, type. Can, yeah, okay, I'm gonna say marriage to Galileo, bed Carl Weathers, and kill Spur. Because yes. Spur is a crazy man all the time, okay? He is stumbling around in his mind and being crazy. <laughs> but what did you say? I, I, right back at you. I think I would say the same. I think I would say the same. Also, Spur, um, it would not work. It's, well, but he's pretty spry with that wooden leg. Yes, yes, that is. And I have a billion wooden leg questions, so that would help. <laughs> so, yeah, maybe yeah. maybe you yeah. could see a life with him. Okay, I like that. No, I'm not marrying him. I'm going back to Galileo. <laughs> okay, this is your next option. Okay. Okay, William from which of Blackbird Pond? Oh, boy. Sorry, would you like to describe oh, William? Uh, oh, William. Oh, oh boy. Okay, William. Um, well, man, we're starting. Uh, Witch of Blackbird Pond is amazing. Great book. That would be a good, be a good movie. movie. Yeah. Oh, man. Um, basically, it's from, again, it's colonial New England. And, uh, this girl goes, or she loses her family or something, and she goes to stay with her family. <laughs> her grandfather dies, so she goes to stay with her family in New England. And she's very pretty, but she's from Barbados, and she just does not fit into mm -hmm. colonial times. <laughs> Anyways, and she doesn't get along with people, and she, someone starts courting her, a man named William, who is a real downer. Yeah, he's supposedly very cute, but he's very lame, and he is Dumb. very boring, and yeah. Uh, you can never think of anything to say. Yeah. He's talking about like, the house they're building them. It's very weird and awkward. Yeah, yeah. He seems like a very... Ugh, they yeah. just, they're just not a good fit. It's not that he's the worst, it's just like, he's not a good fit. And it all ends up working out in the end, but he's just not a good fit. Okay, so that's the first one. Yeah. William. Okay. Your second one is Jacob Malfoy. Oh okay. my gosh. <laughs> Fiery little devil. Little weasel. Like, I know. Think of the fan art. Okay, here you go. Yeah. <laughs> he needs no introduction. Hey, Paul. You better enjoy it while you can. Oh. Why is Professor Southern Azkaban with your name on it? <laughs> I'll tell you. Complete nonsense. <laughs> <laughs> Some good moments. Yeah. That's so. Have it your way there. So that is Jacob Malfoy for you. And the last one is Gimli. Oh, I was going to do Gimli. Oh, yes. Oh, Gimli. Gimli, Gimli. Let's Gimli. find a good moment to describe talk. Gimli for you. Yes, Elisa. I have the eyes of a hawk and the ears of a fox. So that's what you're getting. So Gimli is sort of weird and the worst. A lot of growls, a lot of hair. Hello. 
I suggest you take some rest and recover your strength, Master Door. Oh my God! So there you go. Draco Malfoy, because he has some redemptive. <laughs> he has some redemption, I think, at the end. And, uh, yeah. I mean, Willie was a good dude, but, like, just so boring. Yum. Um, okay. Kill Gimli. I'm sorry. You're too hot for me. Way too out of my league. Uh, man. Dead. No, bed William, I think. Yes. Yes. I think that's a good call. I think I'll probably say the same. Yeah. Yum. Surprising, but yes. Surprising, but yeah. No, I just, I don't know, William is so boring. Yeah, and Draco, you know, he's kind of out there. Yeah, and so. I feel like, you know, I mean, if he was bad, he would be powerful bad, so. Yeah. Powerful bad. of you. Yeah. Okay, very nice. Did you have a second, or? No. I already gave you two. Oh, did you? And they were both iconic. They were both iconic. You forgot? Which was your second well, one? I can whip one up on the spot. No, 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 no. Oh man, you rat! Those are really good. Those were good. Wait, did you do? Me... No, I did. Oh, Jason from Bandcamp. Only from Glowing. What else we have on here? To wrap up this week's episode, um, we have a few closing remarks. Your local libraries will start hosting bedtime stories for grown-ups, goodnight moon, and wine reading, book fashion. A fashion show of all the greatest literary look and characters. So expect a lot of paper cuts and sewing paper together. Some very heavy outfits. In other news, the library will start hosting a update um, where they take you into the world of each fictional character. Episode one. Another at last. Name that novel. I'm Katie. I'm Corey. We'll you soon. Keep the fan mail coming. We appreciate yeah, we love all it. the loving remarks. Yeah. Um, all love, though. No hate after this oh, controversial <laughs> episode. I know everybody's going to be talking about it tomorrow. Please, keep the hate mail to a minimum, okay? Our intro music is Ruby Grapefruit by Reggie Sam Miguel. Our sponsored music is by Scott Holmes. It's called Positive and Fun, which is exactly what that library speed dating event will be. Bedwetted theme is Unheard Music Concepts by Dust and Memories. Thanks for listening to the show. Tune in next week for some more interesting content. <laughs>